Hey, this is Dave, and you're listening to SUV Dad Podcast, and it's been a while. Uh, definitely have taken a bit of a hiatus from podcasting, but wanted to record a new one to follow up from our most recent family trip to Joshua Tree. The primary reason behind the trip was my kids had Friday off, I think it was some sort of like teacher training or something like that. So we had a, well, they had a three-day weekend, and my wife and I decided to also take a three-day weekend and head out to Joshua Tree when it went out to uh, Black Rock Campground, which is kind of one of our, the most common place we stay when we go out to Joshua Tree. It's kind of convenient for a whole host of reasons that I've covered on some other podcasts, but we we made the plan to go out there and it happened to uh, correspond with my my youngest, my uh, son, He his birthday was on Friday. So we were celebrating his sixth birthday and both he and his sister love camping. So it worked out really nicely as far as planning a trip on his actual birthday to head out and do some camping. However, life definitely got in the way and uh, myself being a person who volunteers a lot for my kids' activities definitely got in the way. So just kind of quickly give you the background as far as what ended up happening. So as I mentioned, we were taking the day off, planning on driving out to Black Rock Canyon on Friday and spending the Friday night, Saturday night there, and then come back Sunday. Pretty routine, something we've done several times in the past, and it's typically not really much of a problem. However, I uh, coached my daughter's soccer team. I coached her in the fall, and then in the spring, she said she wanted to play soccer again and wanted me to coach, so I agreed to do that. And we had planned this trip far, far in advance for when the soccer schedule was released. And of course, as often happens, the, the very first game of the season was on Saturday morning at 9.30. So in most cases, what you I would do is just stay home Friday night, coach her on Saturday, and then drive out to Joshua Tree and only get basically one day there rather than two. Two would be ideal, but one's better than zero. However, my wife definitely needed a hand with uh getting the tent and getting the camp all set up. So we've got a really nice tent. It's an REI Kingdom 6. I've talked about it in previous podcasts, but uh, it's uh, something I got from a garage sale. And I think it's been used once before by someone. For whatever reason, it didn't work for them, so they returned it to REI. And in case you don't understand how the REI garage sales work, is anytime people return items, what REI will do is they'll sell them as part of this garage sale, and they'll give you a deep discount. It's typically somewhere in the neighborhood of about 50% off something kind of along those lines. And I ended up getting this tent a little over two years ago. It was actually before COVID, back when they used to set up their garage sales in the parking lot in front of the REI. And I just took my time, put the tent together, made sure I understood how to put it together, took a look at it, made sure it looked like there wasn't anything really bad as far as you know being out and camping and have something break and it didn't work. Wanted to make sure all the pieces were there and they were basically in, in solid shape and in good shape and in good working condition. And obviously that was the case. So I ended up buying that tent, but it's not one of those simple pop-up ones where you basically just you know pull on something and it pops up and it's it's up and ready to go. Uh, this one has I think some in the neighborhood of about five different sets of poles that need to be set up, and it's not the most uh, the easiest thing to figure out. I've done it enough now where it's pretty pretty easy for me to set it up, but my wife had never put the tent together on her own. I don't think being out there with my son, 
and the two of them putting it together, I think she felt really confident about being able to do that. So I ended up being the lucky person that ended up having to drive out to Joshua Tree, put the camp together, set up the tent, and then drive back home, which was basically about a three-hour drive, spend Friday night at home, coach my daughter's soccer team, and then my daughter and I drive back to Joshua Tree three hours again on Saturday afternoon, and then spend Saturday night there, and then Sunday drive back. Still worth it, but all told it was about 12 hours of driving, so a lot of driving over the weekend. And while you're not really doing much, you're just sitting there driving, I'm feeling really tired today. So it definitely uh, took its toll. So it was definitely not what we had planned when we had scheduled this trip, but that's just part of being an adult and being a parent, I guess, and being a parent who's involved in their kids' activities, like coaching soccer. But we had a pretty good time. It was windy, so we didn't get to rock climb as much as we would have liked. Uh, maybe we could have, but again, with all the driving I was doing and just having to put up camp, get there, break down camp, and then head off on an adventure, I wasn't really feeling too heartbroken about not being able to rock climb on this particular trip. I just was spread way too thin with everything I was responsible for. So we did the next best thing. We went off to do a little scrambling and just do some hikes. And the kids seemed to kind of really enjoy that. So that was sort of the, the highlight of this particular trip. Uh, there is a, I think it's called a West Loop Trail or something along those lines over by the Black Rock Campground. So I did that first with my daughter uh, on Saturday night when we were there. We got to see a really nice sunset uh, over the valley. Got to do some scrambling over there. And then my son was a little bummed that he missed out on that. So after we woke up on Sunday morning, we went there and uh, kind of just looked at that same area and did a little bit of hiking over there before breaking down the camp. And then after that, we went over to Hidden Valley and spent a long time in Hidden Valley. It's basically a one-mile loop, and it took us somewhere in the neighborhood of about two and a half hours to go through the entire loop just because we were busy climbing and scrambling over a bunch of rocks and just of going off on adventures and looking around at all sorts of fun stuff. So you can definitely spend the better part of a, a morning or an afternoon there if you wanted to go and just take a look around everywhere. Fortunately, it wasn't super warm out with it being March, and there was definitely a decent amount of cloud cover, so it kept it from getting becoming too hot. So we were able to spend a lot of time out there just going around and looking through all sorts of different areas and climbing a bunch of rocks and just uh, checking out the whole area. So it ended up being, like I said, a two and a half hour just excursion going around Hidden Valley. And that was pretty much most of what we did other than making a campfire and cooking by the campfire. Uh, wasn't quite what I had had in mind when I had scheduled the trip, but that's just sometimes how it goes. And uh, really looking forward to our trip next month, which is going to be spring break. And we're going to be there for five or six days. I can't remember exactly how much time. But I was talking to my daughter about that uh, this past weekend as we we're talking about what we were able to do this trip, what we weren't able to do, and what we're going to do next month. And so we'll definitely be able to do a lot more as far as activities go just because we'll have so much more time. And most importantly, uh, there's not going to be any soccer games that weekend because it's spring break. So they, they knew that that wasn't going to be a good time to schedule any soccer games just because people are mostly going to be out doing stuff for spring break. So it would be nice to not have to deal with that uh, 
yeah, the soccer season is going to be a little bit of a challenge. Uh, with my son, he's in the Cub Scouts, and so we're going to be going to the Rocket Academy in two weeks, and so I'm uh, I'm not going to be able to coach that soccer game, so I have to work uh, with some of the other parents and see if I can get one of them to take over coaching the team for that particular weekend because I'm going to be out camping. So just the way it goes, being a parent, being a parent who's involved um, and a lot of my kids' activities, sometimes the schedule conspires against you and makes things much more difficult than they need to be. But overall, it was still a good time. I was glad we were able to get out there. Uh, it's spring, so there's a lot of stuff blooming. Obviously, it's the desert, so the primary things that are blooming are the Joshua trees. Uh, we saw a few flowers here and there, um, which was nice. Nothing like a super bloom or anything along those lines, but you could definitely see a lot of growth going on, as you typically do during spring. Didn't get to do any off-roading really, which was too bad. But like I said, I was just so worn out from driving so much back and forth over the weekend that I wasn't really too bummed out, just kind of more bummed out about the concept of not being able to do something as opposed to saying, hey, I really want to go do this. Let's do it. And, you know, we pretty much made the most of the time that we had there as far as the hikes go. And uh, yeah, doing that before we had to head off for me going in one direction or the other throughout the weekend. But uh, overall, everything uh, went well. Uh, like I said, the tent's been great. My wife and my son both have cots they use. They seem to like their cots, so that's good. Uh, my son supposedly had some trouble sleeping on Friday night when we weren't there. He woke up at like 3 in the morning or something like that. It was cold because he somehow had wiggled out of his sleeping bag, and I think it was like 42 degrees at night or something like that. So, yeah, if you're not in a sleeping bag, you're going to definitely feel cold. But we didn't have any problems at all on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Again, temperatures were in the mid-40s. You know, we were all in our sleeping bags, and it seemed like everyone slept pretty well. So there were no real issues as far as that goes, and it's good to have the kids who are comfortable being out camping at night when it's cold out. Um, it's one of those things where if you've never done it before with kids, you'd probably be a little concerned, like, is it going to be safe? Is it going to be okay? And, yeah, they're both totally fine. They're in sleeping bags. They, they're kids, so they tend to just be warm, just naturally they, they seem to just generally have good good ability to stay warm um, but with the sleeping bags they seem to be just fine so that's been one of the nice things to kind of learn over these past two camping trips where it's been cold outside and just knowing that they're perfectly fine they have no problems at all with sleeping in upper 30 and mid 40 degree weather uh, 50s I, I figured to be fine but dipping down to the 40s and upper 30s I was a little concerned I won't lie but good to know that everything worked out just fine. So it's a quick recap on our trip this past weekend. I wish it was more eventful, but it was still a good time. And I also just want to get back in the habit of recording some of these episodes. I'm now officially finally on uh, Apple Podcasts, which is nice. I was having some issues getting that set up. And I think it was between the name change. I originally had called the podcast Forerunner Dad. And then I figured maybe I might run into some sort of like trademarking issues or something like that. So I switched it to SUV Dad. And on so many places now, I'm still listed as Forerunner Dad. So who knows? Maybe that will end up winning out in the end. But the big takeaway is now I'm my episodes, my podcasts, I should say, are available on Apple Podcasts. So if you like Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe and find out about any new episodes as I record them and post them to Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. That's it. That's pretty much what I have for today. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll catch you on the next episode.